Hey, universe of awesome, edgy people. This is Dan Walshman coming back to you live with the Edgy Conversations podcast. Radical help for people who want it. It's been, it's been, I've missed you guys. It's been a few days since I've been back in the recording studio. You know, sometimes an idea hits me and I just go in and record it. it drives my team crazy because they're like, well, we were planning on doing something else, but nope, we're going to do this now. And so when I have an idea, I'm trying to capture these thoughts when I'm thinking about them, uh, when when they're actually top of mind for me. And I think the reason why I, uh, that matters to me is that I've always struggled with turning things into a formula. And I, I have some really wonderful friends who it seems like they can take a business and it's like step one and step two and step three. And again, I understand the importance of that. That's how my businesses run usually. But when it comes to projects like this where I'm just sharing, I'm not charging anything, I'm just I'm kind of sharing from my heart, for me, it, it, it's like I have to be passionate about it. And, and, and you know, sometimes you, you're not passionate. You're just you're in the middle of 10 things, and it's hard to say, okay, snap your fingers, go inside a room and record something. So a few minutes ago, I was thinking about this idea of intensity. And I thought, well, dude, instead of sitting down and, and jumping on a conference call, why don't you go uh, and record this thought? And so I thought I would share a little bit about this idea about the difference between effort and intensity. Now, we're all going to put in effort, right? You can't be successful without putting in work, putting in effort, doing things, uh, trying. Uh, I'll say this, you, you know, trying is what you do until it gets done. You try and you try and you try and you try and until, until things get done. But there's a difference between doing something and having this intensity that drives you. If you've ever seen the video of Michael Jordan in the, in the late 90s when, of course, he was sick with the flu and he comes back and shoots this amazing game where he scores 38 points and basically he's delirious after the game and probably one of the trademark Michael Jordan-isms of, of him just crushing it. He had this ruthless intensity. And you'll see you see the same thing with uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, Dwayne Wade as well. Just, just have this ruthlessness about them this raw intensity. And what's here's what's interesting about that is is that when you have intensity, when you can cultivate this from within yourself, right? And, th and that's the key. It's not do you have it or you do you not have it. Intensity is something that you you build, you cultivate, you multiply within yourself. When you have it, it makes everything you do that much more effective. Hey, maybe you've heard of someone say, oh, we're we're going to stop going through the motions. Well, are you really going through motions? Like, think about that. No. What people mean is, what, what we should start saying to each other is, dude, we're, you need to get some goddamn intensity. Because without intensity, the things you're trying to do won't work. That's really the simplest explanation for intensity. Intensity allows you to do work that matters, to do work that has results, to do things that get you closer to where you want to be. I mean, after all, I mean, look, no one's around. Uh, maybe no one's around where me right now where I'm recording. No one's, I'm, I'm alone in my sound booth, right? And uh, perhaps you're alone just listening to this on your earbuds. 
And so we'll have a conversation about this is that, look, no one, no one's watching you as you go about living your daily life being awesome. I mean, yeah, you might have to be at the office for a certain period of time, but the things you do that you really care about, whether it's swinging a golf club or, or playing sports or some hobby, you know, fixing up cars, um, playing in a local team, uh, it could be any number of things, right? The difference of your results can mean all the world to you. It, it matters to you. So it's not something where you just do something because someone else is watching you. You don't care that other people are watching you. This is your thing, right? It's your thing. It's your opportunity. And so if you can get better at doing work that matters, doing work that gets you results, even better, right? Then, then, then why wouldn't you do it? So it's the idea of intensity. How do you get intensity? Something I've been thinking about. Like many of you, I've got kids, I've got... Um, I've got obligations, I guess you might say that. I've got, uh, you know, people, employees who rely on me for their, their paycheck, for their livelihood. And, um, you know, my, my mission, besides changing the world, I guess in simpler terms, is just to not screw things up, right? Not make a bad decision that hurts my family, hurts, hurts a lot of the people that I love and, and, and pe people that work for me. And... So as I go about my life, I have to think about that. So do you. And not from a standpoint of worry, but, but from a standpoint of if I only have four free hours today because the rest of my time is spent on planes or conference calls or something else, how do I use those four hours in such a way where every second counts? Every second. I mean, every second counts. You roll out of bed, you're brushing your teeth, you're looking at your watch. Going, how many, okay, that's a minute, that's two. Okay, I gotta, I gotta put my toothbrush down because I gotta use the other 58 minutes of this hour to do these other things. That's what I'm talking about with gripped by intensity. Uh, if you've ever heard me speak, you've, you've heard me tell the story about tearing off shingles. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I can share the story now because it's, it's a story that has a lot of meaning for me. It, it, you can't, you know, it's one of those stories where you, you're not expecting it to grip you. And then when it does, you're like, Wow, that's got some really amazing meaning to it. Uh, but I think it illustrates this point of intensity quite clearly. Uh, as many of you know, or perhaps if you didn't know, I'll tell you now, I went to seminary. And seminary is, is Bible college where you study to become a minister. Often people will say to me, were you going to be a priest? No, uh, same thing, just different religion. Evangelical, right? Baptist, uh, where you're the guy standing up behind a pulpit. Instead of robes, you're wearing a suit. So same thing, basically just just delivered in a different way, I guess I will say it, for, for sake of oversimplification. Uh, we can get into arguing about all the details about religion, but that's not what this podcast is about. We'll get intense in a, in a weird way, right? But one of the stories I remember was, this, uh, was a story about a four friends. And um, the story from the, from the New Testament was about four friends who had a fifth friend who was sick. And their fifth friend was so sick that he was, he was uh, near death. And according to the story— and reading this story gripped me, and, and so I'm sharing it with you. The, these four friends said, we have to help this fifth friend. And they had taken him to doctors, uh, and, and that wasn't successful. They'd taken him to surgeons. That wasn't successful. According to the story, they had taken him to the leading physicians in their area. And there's no qualification on that in the story. It, it appears to me as if these four friends had done it all. If, if that's possible, right? Done it all in pursuit of getting their friend the help that he needed. Well, 
along the same line, and of course, it's no surprise, the Bible is about this fellow named Jesus, and who was a, a prophet, and um, calling himself the Son of God, and he was uh, he was giving bits of wisdom. Again, I'm oversimplifying, so don't uh, don't get too upset with me if you want to disagree with my nouns and verbs. Is giving bits of wisdom and truth to people all over the countryside, inspiring people, and and he was using miracles, unbelievable, um, unbelievable things, doing unbelievable things in order to uh, convince people that hey, uh, I am who I say I am. And I'm not just giving you wisdom, but like, hey, you should actually pay attention because not only am I giving you wisdom, but I'm like turning around and doing something pretty spectacular five seconds later. He took loaves of bread and fed, you know, thousands of people off of a handful of, of loaves of bread. I mean, stuff that was so unbelievable that you you either, you know, had to call the whole thing a magic show or really buy into to the wisdom that's being delivered. Now, imagine if that guy was around today. I mean, that's how my brain's thinking about it right now, right? Imagine if that guy's around today. And, and if you may watch somebody like a Joel Osteen or some other person on TV. Imagine that guy is saying, hey, I'm giving you my wisdom, but I, 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 I can heal you. Like, I, I'm that amazing. I've got these powers. Now, imagine you've got a friend who's got cancer. You probably have someone in your life that right like that right now, right? I, I've got three or four people I know who I, I'm in friends with who are struggling with can different types of cancer right now. And imagine if you went to that person and you said, hey, <laughs> I mean, just imagine that conversation. Hey, so I, I know you're not getting better, but there's this guy and he's giving out bits of wisdom and then he's healing people. And I want us to take you there. Now, your friend would, of course, laugh you out of the room. I'm not giving you any money. I'm not going to see anybody. No one's going to touch me and heal me or pray over me or lay hands on me, anoint me with oil or whatever the, whatever the hell you're trying to sell me. It's, it's crap. But these four friends said, look, we, we have to do something. So they must have been pretty hopeless, pretty helpless, right, to try to convince their friend that this was the thing that they were going to do. According to the story, the next morning they took their sick friend, who apparently was too sick to even walk on his own, put him on a stretcher and began to carry him towards the place where Jesus was going to be at, maybe a couple villages over. Well, they had, they had a great idea, right? We're going we're gonna to do what we can to help our friend. And they had such a great idea, according to the story, that there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people on the same road to hear the same guy. According to the story, the, 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 there were throngs, throngs. I'm guessing that means huge crowds, right, in today's Twitter society of people all headed the same direction. Well, they realized that, you know, they would have to make their way to Jesus smartly. They began to, you know, navigate four dudes with a stretcher. If you've ever been to a concert, right, where they're patting you down or a football game or something, you know how annoying it is when someone who's been drinking too many beers is elbowing your way past you. You're like, dude, what the hell, man? I'm about to knock you, you know, punch you in the face, right? Get back in line, stand in line. These four friends realized that there was no one at the back of the house where Jesus was speaking, this, this building where he was speaking. And they made their way to the back of the house and they began to look at each other and say, like, what are we going to do? How, how, how is this going to go down? And according to the story, they didn't give up. They actually climbed to the top of the 
the the roof and the roofs back in those days were were flat right and often it, on days where it was really hot out you would at nighttime go up there and lay because the wind would blow across you and cool you down and it was a place where you might hang out and watch your neighbors and it was a social scene they went up to the roof this place where you would normally gather and and they got down on their hands and knees and according to the story they began to tear up the roof now, can you imagine if you're below and you, you, you're one of those people who got the VIP tickets, the front row seats, and you're listening to this fellow named Jesus and you're, you're enraptured by his wisdom and, 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 um, and there's no Twitter back then. So you're just, you're just listening. You're soaking it up. And all of a sudden you notice like thump, thump, thump. Then you look up and you notice some dirt falling down on your drink and in your coffee, whatever you're drinking at the time. And then you notice that there's a hole. You see sunlight. And then you see a head and you see some hands. And then the hole doesn't stop. The hole gets bigger. You notice another head, another set of hands, and then a third head and a third set of hands. And then this hole is one foot and then one and a half foot and then two feet, three feet, four feet, five feet long. And then you notice a fourth head and a fourth set of arms. Now, apparently, uh, Jesus was still talking and people were still enraptured, but they had to be thinking like, what is going on? These four friends took their fifth friend and using their shirts and belts and tunics and clothing they had on them, they, gra- they grabbed the, uh, tied the cloth to the four corners of the stretcher and lowered their friend down. Now, th- this had taken a while, right? This was not a five-second sort of thing. You don't tear up a roof quickly. Right there, the, if it was made according to the Mediterranean way, way there was there were tiles up there that were baked in mud and sun. They were, they were basically brick. That roof was basically made out of bricks. They tore that up, lowered their friend down. According to the story, Jesus stopped speaking. Maybe because he now had a body on a stretcher at eye level. Maybe because everyone was pointing and looking and talking. Who knows? But he looks at the sick friend, and then instead of addressing the, the sick friend, he looked up at the four friends and he said, I'm healing your friend because of your effort. And this, the, the man got off the stretcher and walked home healthy. Now, here's why I think that's amazing. That story is the essence of intensity. See, we think our lives are full of getting things done and making money and, 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 and doing things. But really, our whole mission is to tear up the shingles that stop us from getting to where we want to be. These four friends vandalized a house in pursuit of their mission. And I'm not telling you to go out and paintballs, you know, your, your community with, or throw eggs at someone's house or destroy things. What I am saying is that that's intensity. That is, an, that is a textbook example of intensity. When you decide, when you decide, I, I am not going to let a roof stand in the way of a friend from dying. I am not going to let negativity and obstacles and lack of money and lack of experience and my own fear and my own past failure stop me from making progress towards getting to where I want to be. That is intensity. And that's what we're talking about. Now, if you don't have intensity, and I'm going long, I'm like a, I'm like a preacher. I need to back off and tell you I'm going long. So let me just spend a couple of minutes telling you this. If you don't have intensity, oh. You have to do whatever it takes to get some. How? Spend some time thinking about your goal. 
Spend some time every day meditating on where you want to be, where you want to go, and why, why it matters so much to you. Listen, there are plenty of shingles that are standing right now between where you are and where you want to be. And you could always have a perfectly legitimate excuse. Imagine those fur friends coming home to the mother and father of that friend who was going to die and saying, well, listen, we tried. We tried. You would not believe the amount of people who stood in our way. You would, we, try, we tried to elbow our way through, but listen, we gave it a go. We, fought, we, we floated a trial balloon. We, 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 look, we put this through the paces but we didn't get the results we wanted. That would be one perfectly legitimate conversation for many of us. We would say, well, okay, I'm kind of disappointed, but it didn't work out. But these friends said, no, 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 sir. No, we're not going to allow that to happen. Rather, we're going to tear some shingles up off the roof. What are those shingles for you? Question, huh? Big question, important question. What are those shingles for you? What are you willing to do to get them out of the way so you can get to where you want to be. Hey, man, or woman, (laughs) I love you. I really do. This is Dan Waldschmidt, and I enjoy sharing with you these thoughts that I have, these passions. We, We have to change the world together, and I want to do whatever it takes to help you get there. Where your mission is, Man, I want to help you. I want to be giving you high fives and cheering your name as you go. If I can help you at all, reach out. Send me an email. Tweet at me. Send me a text message. Uh, I've got your back. But I won't know to have your back unless you reach out and, and say, hey. So just as a reminder, danwalshman.com. Uh, share this podcast with your friend. This is a podcast that you need to save. And when you're running tomorrow or the next day or doing exercise, you're thinking about what you, where you need to be, or maybe you've got a sales group that needs to listen to something like this, share it, share it. Man, I'd love to be an encouragement to you. And so, more importantly, it's time for me to go. Edgy Conversations, the podcast with Dan Walshman, radical help for people who need it. Today, here's your mission. Don't do nothing.